0: I'm Katie Sewell, and this is a Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello and welcome to the Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. As I'm recording this, it is January 10th, and January 10th happens to be on the Catholic liturgical calendar. The Feast of the Baptism of Our Lord, it is technically the date that Christ, it's supposedly, let's say, I don't think they know the exact date, but it is celebrated as being the date that Christ himself was baptized. Because of that, the Vatican holds just one day a year, just on the 10th of January or on the Sunday that is closest to the 10th of January they hold a baptismal ceremony for any of the babies that have been born to employees of the Vatican within the last four to six months. This is a pretty special event because it happens in the Sistine Chapel and it also is officiated by the Pope himself. So it is a pretty amazing thing. And seven years ago, Back on January 10th of 2016, Aurelio was one of the lucky babies that got to be baptized by the Pope. And since this anniversary rolled around this week, and I was seeing a little bit of it on the news, I decided to talk about our experience baptizing our baby in the Sistine Chapel by the Pope. First of all, it was something that we didn't know was going to happen until maybe a week or two before the event, maybe a month, let's say, maybe a month. I really was on the older side. He was born in August, so he was five months old. Up until the time of Pope Francis, really babies were only up to three months old. They really wanted just the tiniest babies, and Pope Francis decided that he would allow babies up to six months old. So we were super, I was super happy about that. Very excited for that. We had to produce baptismal records for ourselves. I mean, obviously Claudio was baptized. He wouldn't have been hired by the Vatican if he hadn't been baptized. It's a pretty strict Vatican rule that you have to be, at least on paper, a Catholic to uh, be a Vatican employee. Uh, I was baptized in the Protestant church, um, but I eventually converted to Catholicism. So it it worked out. We were both Catholics. And um, I kind of want to say, don't tell anyone I'm saying this on my public podcast. Don't tell anyone I kind of converted to Catholicism partly because I was hoping that one day I could have my baby baptized by the Pope. So a little confession there. Anyway, like I said, we didn't know for certain that we were going to be included in this list. I think there were about 23 or 26 babies baptized that day. As I said, they do this just once a year, so they do all the babies at the same time. Not at the exact same time, but the ceremony takes place at the same time, and then the babies are brought up one by one to the Pope. And until about a week beforehand, we didn't know how many guests we would be allowed to bring, which was really frustrating because I would have liked to have been able to invite more of my family members since, I mean, it's a pretty incredible opportunity, even if it's not your baby, to be at an official liturgical event inside the Sistine Chapel with the Pope. So uh, I I invited my mom and my my stepfather. We knew we had enough enough tickets that they would be able to come. In the end, I uh, invited my sister as well, but She just wasn't able to to come because it was so last minute, and she had you know two little kids and lots of animals. But Claudio's family members, several of them, were able to come. His cousins and uh, and so that was that was really nice. We probably had about ten guests there. Now, if you've been to the Sistine Chapel, you know that it is divided into. There is a um, sort of the back, what they call the back, which is actually not where you enter. When you enter as a tourist to the Sistine Chapel, you enter at the front, at the high altar, where the Last Judgment is, and you exit at the back. Um, But actually, if you were to go to an event in the Sistine Chapel, if you were going to a ceremony, you would enter from the other side. Uh, There are double doors at the back of the Sistine Chapel, big, huge wooden double doors that open onto the Sala Regia, which is a part of the Vatican that I had never gotten to go to. It's very near where the Pope's official residence is. Now, Pope Francis doesn't live there. He lives in uh, a separate building. But up until the time of Pope Francis, all the Popes lived in the Apostolic Palace. And the Salareggia is part of the Sal- of the Apostolic Palace. It's sort of the part where the Sistine Chapel itself meets the Apostolic Palace. And the Pope is there, and Swiss guards are always there. And, you know, it's a place where... If you can imagine, like, if you visited Buckingham Palace, there's the area where the tourists are allowed to go, and then there's the area where the queen might be walking around. It's that kind of thing. So the Salareggia has always been, for me, a bit of a white whale. It's full of amazing Mannerist frescoes. It's just absolutely over the top as far as the decoration and the art. And as an art lover and someone who had done tours in the Vatican Museums for several years, it was something that I'd always wanted to see uh, and never been able to. So that was, even that was just extremely exciting for me. Um, But as I was saying, when you enter, if you were to enter from the real entrance of the Sistine Chapel at the back, there is a smaller section that takes up about one third of the full space of the chapel. And it's divided by a sort of beautifully decorative marble I don't even know what the word is. Sort of like a dividing, like a screen. You can see through it because it's it's open. It's carved in an open way that you can see through it. But there is um, there is a divider there, and when there is a ceremony, in fact, the the public, anybody watching, I, I would you call it the body, the congregation, they sit there in the back, and then the priests and anyone else participating in the ceremony are in the front two thirds. So everyone, all the people who were relatives, friends, family members of the baby who was being baptized were sitting in the back. And the parents and the godparents and the babies got to actually sit in the front part. Uh, So we were sitting actually extremely close to where the Pope himself was. I can't even tell you how exciting it was just to walk, just, just just the actual walking in. And we also got to do a rehearsal there a few days before. And I was trying to surreptitiously take photographs of the Salareggia and of the Loggia di Raffaello. The Loggia di Raffaello is another part of the Vatican that often the, the Pope might be walking down. It's a beautifully frescoed gallery, semi-outdoor gallery that, no, you know, quote-unquote, nobody ever gets to see. So I, uh, I, I was thrilled to be able to see that. And then we went in, of course, and and took our seats. And we were actually very close to the front. We were probably in the third or fourth row if i remember. And there were many different priests there. I'm trying to remember if the if the Sistine Chapel chorus was singing. I can't believe it, but I cannot remember. I think i was probably so overcome and overwhelmed that my memory has some gaps in it. I'll have to ask Claudio if he remembers, but there is a little choir area in the Sistine Chapel and I think there might have been a choir singing. Like I said, I I can't quite remember. But the Master of Ceremonies was also there. I can't remember the name of the priest who is the official Master of Ceremonies, but he was there and he was assisting the Pope. The Pope seemed, I mean, this is several years ago. Like I said, this is seven years ago. And Pope Francis seemed very frail, even at that time. He I believe he is now confined to a wheelchair. He was not at that time, but he needed help walking, especially going up and down the few stairs up at the high altar. I can't tell you too much about the ceremony. It was, like I said, it was kind of a whirl. I was very overwhelmed. One of the amazing things as well was it was incredibly bright in there. I had never seen the Sistine Chapel illuminated the way that it was that day. Usually, when you visit the Sistine Chapel as a tourist, it's quite dark, uh, but it was extremely bright, and you know you got to just enjoy the art and the frescoes in there to such a greater extent. We went up to the Pope two different times. The first time was to get a blessing, and he blessed Aurelio, put the, made the sign of the cross on his forehead. And the second time was the actual baptism. And there was, of course, many different things going on in between and different priests or probably bishops, I suppose, came and did various things and gave the baby the little (laughs) – you can tell I'm not a super practicing Catholic. I don't know what it's called. There's like a vest that – there's like a white outfit, like a a white robe they put on the baby – I can't remember what it's called. Um, And there were lots of, there was lots of singing. So maybe there was a choir because I remember I was singing a lot during this ceremony. We had a little booklet and so we could sort of try to sing along uh, to the song. I remember singing through the whole thing. There was also a professional photographer there, which was great because if it's your baby's baptism, obviously you're not going to have your camera out and the only other people near us who we knew were the godparents, and they, so they weren't going to be either, and so we, we luckily were able to purchase, at a very steep price, I might say, the official photographs of the official Vatican photographer, and they were they're were wonderful photos, so, um, so we're really happy about that. The entire thing was also filmed, and it was put on TV, I think live, I think it was, it was on TV exactly as we were doing it, um, but some of Claudio's other family members who didn't come they taped the videos so or i think it was on youtube as well sorry so much so much of my memory about this is so hazy so i'm remembering things as i'm taping this but i do have some videos of the event as well it must have been put on youtube a couple of other things that i do remember i remember pope francis saying emphatically a couple of times that the mothers should not be embarrassed if they needed to breastfeed their babies which was a really lovely thing for him to say because not so much in Italy but of course those of you listening from the states know that a lot of times mothers get intimidated or glared at or scoffed at or worse for breastfeeding in public when really it's just um trying to feed your baby it's a uh, kind of something that God invented and uh there is nothing scandalous or indecorous about it but um but some people unfortunately take it that way luckily not really in Italy and uh but you know when you're sitting there in a in the Sistine Chapel in the presence of the pope you might feel a little bit shy about just you know whipping it out, so to speak. But he put everybody at ease. And it was great, because I think that if the mothers hadn't had the chance to do that, um, there would have been a lot of screaming babies in the Sistine Chapel, and it would have been very unpleasant. The babies were all very, very well behaved. And uh, when it was Aurelio's turn to be baptized, Aurelio, <laughs> Aurelio as I've, I I've probably mentioned on this show, he was a very alert baby. He never slept, really. Um, he was not one of those babies who just sort of Uh, would fall asleep in your arms or even just sort of relax. (laughs) He was always like eyes wide open, looking around, watching everything that was going on. And when we took him over to the baptismal font, which was this beautiful copper, it was carved copper with, carved with all these olive leaves and branches all the way around it. It was so beautiful, but it was very bright and shiny. And as I held him over the baptismal font. And, you know, here's the Pope, you know, right ne- you know, right there, right beside him about to baptize him, pour holy water over his forehead. He just looked down. He looked straight out, oh, really I'm talking about. He, his eyes were wide open and he looked straight down into the baptismal font as if to say, what is going on here? And what are these people doing to me? Um, but he didn't cry. He was totally calm and happy and it all really went off without a hitch and we were given this huge candle every couple was given an enormous candle which was all decorated with gold and red and blue and we were allowed to at the end of the ceremony bring our family members up to the high altar and, and have photographs taken it was it was really a magnificent event <laughs> i can't sometimes when i think about it i i have a hard time believing that that actually happened Uh, But I have the photographic proof, so I will post some of these photos on our social media sites the day that this airs so that you can see for yourself Aurelio, little Aurelio, being baptized by the Pope in the Sistine Chapel seven years ago today. Thanks so much for listening. Join us again. Bye. Aurelio Samuel, io te battesso nel nome del Padre e del Figlio e dello Spirito Santo.